You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Wednesday show for you. We are going to talk about Major League Baseball playoffs. <laughs> it just it just continues to baffle me. Although I am happy, it still continues to baffle me. I've got some gambling trends in the NFL. I'm also going to talk about my NFL and college win total bets from how they did this past weekend. Everything went in my favor outside of one game. We're going to talk about um, the Braves. Just breaking down all the playoff series because we are almost at our final four. And the city of Dallas has a lot to say for the major sports in America except for one. And we'll get to all that momentarily. All right, let's first talk about this. I told you at the beginning of the year, and I even gave some out. I gave you um, some college NFL win, uh, college win totals over unders, and also some NFL win total over unders. In college, I gave out uh, five for you guys. We've got LSU under nine and a half wins. They're already at two losses, so. They have to go 6-0 and the rest of the year for me not to win that bet. And if you bet it and you tailed it, then same for you. They still have to play at Alabama, and they've got a horrible defense. I'd be stunned if LSU finishes the season on a seven-game winning streak because they won against Missouri this past weekend. But until they lose one more game, still we're not winning that bet. Texas lost for the first time this season. However, I don't think they're losing two more times. That's probably one I'm going to lose because I had the Texas under nine and a half wins. The Big 12 just isn't as good this year as it has been in past years. Kansas State is up and down. Iowa State is up and down. TCU is up and down. I just I, I can't find two more losses on Texas' schedule. I really can't. They would really have to have a major injury or just a complete meltdown for them to go nine and three. But they did get their first loss, so at least there is an outside chance. Because if they would have gotten by Oklahoma, you could you could sign, seal, and deliver. They weren't losing three games. But now that they have one, is it possible they could go four and two in their last six? I guess, but they're going to be favored in every game. So if they lose two more games, they will have been upset. I gave you Colorado over three and a half wins. That one is already cashed. I gave you UNLV under five and a half. That one is probably going to be a loser because I believe they're four and one already. And they're a 10 point favorite at Nevada this week. I mean, they might be getting win number five already. So that was just a bad read on my part. And then, you know, I went by the fact that they got a new coach and they've been terrible and they've gotten new coaches a lot of times in recent years. And I was just like, nobody has been able to turn that program around, but Barry Odom, former coach at Missouri has done a really good job at UNLV. And, um, so, yeah, they are a team that uh, is clearly I but just a bad read on that one, and that bet's going to lose. And then I've got Toledo over five and a half wins, and I believe they are they're already five and one, and they're 17-point favorites against, I believe, Miami, Ohio this week. So they're probably winning game number six this year, and I had them over eight and a half. So they should be at six wins with five games left, and they just need to win three of those five, and I think they can go three and two down the stretch. So I know it's still early, and predicting this doesn't really matter. It matters what happens at the end of the season, but it looks like we're probably going to go three and two 
in my college over-unders. Now, my NFL over-unders, I mean, we're still only five games in. Clearly a lot can happen, but if you take all the games this past weekend, every single thing I needed to happen did. I have four over-unders in the NFL this season. Steelers over 8.5, they won this past weekend, they're 3-2. and two. Saints over 9.5, they won this past weekend, they're 3-2. and two. The Panthers under 7.5, they lost this weekend, they're 0-5, that's just as good as a win. They're not all of a sudden going to go, they've got what? 12 games left, they would need to go 8-4 and four for me to lose my bet. They're 0-5. That's not happening. So you can pretty much guarantee the Panthers are already going to be a win. And the Jaguars, over 9.5 wins. They won this past weekend. They're 9-5. and five. Or uh, they're 9-5. I'm looking at 9.5. They're 3-2. and two. So all the three overs that I need, Steelers over 8.5, Saints over 9.5, Jaguars over 9.5, all three teams are 3-2. and two. So still early. It can happen clearly for both of them. They could all three lose. Uh, I could have two of them win. I could have one of them win. They could all not hit their overs. We just don't know. But it was a good weekend this past weekend for those four bets because all four things that needed to happen did. So that's good. Looking forward to seeing how these play out. Got a couple NFL gambling trends for you. I told you that before we bet the Steelers this past weekend, it was just an automatic, hey, if Mike Tomlin is an underdog, especially at home, especially in the division, it's an automatic, you got to just take the Steelers. Mike Tomlin's record, he is 52-29-3 as underdogs when he's an underdog. It's the best record against the spread as an underdog any coach has over the past 16 seasons. In the time he's been the head coach of the Steelers, he's 44 and 40 straight up as an underdog. So 44 outright wins as an underdog. So anytime the Steelers are an underdog, and obviously Mike Tomlin has been there for what, 15, 16 years, you could be like, well, this team is not as the same as the other teams. It, it has nothing to really do with that because when you've shown that consistency over 16 years and have pulled 44 wins when you've been an underdog going into the game, it just shows. It's more about, and he's had different teams for 15, 16 years. Yes, Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback for most of those teams, but in recent years he hasn't been, and he's still pulling upsets. So you just got to keep it in mind for the rest of the year. Three times they've been an underdog this year, they have won outright. They won outright against Cleveland at home. They won outright on Sunday Night Football in Vegas as a dog, and they won this past Sunday at home against the Baltimore Ravens as an underdog. First game of the year. I was all over the Steelers. It was like my top pick, I think. And they just didn't happen to win. And now we see why. The San Francisco 49ers are a fucking juggernaut. So, But it just means, like, I think if you see two evenly matched teams, and especially if the Steelers are playing a division game and they're an underdog, you just got to bet them. And you got to bet them on the money line. Period. End of story. Now, the Broncos, this is something, fuck, I wish I would have known before I gave them out as a pick this Sunday. So my fault. I did not know this. Since Russell Wilson has been on the Broncos, which is all of last year and then five games now this year, he's 0-9-1 against the spread when they've been a favorite. So we've got to keep that in mind going forward. Broncos as a favorite have not covered in a year and a half. <laughs> That's not very good last time I checked. So keep that in mind as long as Russell Wilson is starting. Got to also make that caveat. And then um, the Bears have gone over in every game this year, probably because of their awful defense and their offense can score at times. And then all five games involving the Saints have gone under. So something to keep 
note of moving forward uh, as we looked forward to gambling and teasers and stuff like that. Here's a stat, though, that absolutely blows me away. And I, you know, I, I can't even remember if I brought this up yesterday. So if I'm repeating myself on this one, I'm sorry. Because when I get all these stats and I take screenshots of them and I make sure to put them in my notes for the podcast, I sometimes I forget which ones I've used and which ones I haven't. So if I said this one yesterday, I apologize. But teams are now, since the beginning of last year, 1-18. and 18. Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm talking about it, I did say this in yesterday's podcast. But to me, I'll say it again. This is an unbelievable stat. Teams, since the beginning of last year, teams' uh, record after they play the 49ers is 1-18. and 18. <laughs> That's a crazy stat. And the Dallas Cowboys just played the Niners. So if you go by this stat, that means that the Chargers will win on Monday Night Football next Monday because they play the Cowboys. And you can be like, well, how can you – that's just a silly – not really because that I don't think that's a coincidence. There's no way it can be. But you're like, well, what is the meaning? I don't know if we can ever get a true, like, there's a black and white meaning as to why teams are 1-18 the week after they play the Niners since the beginning of last year. But you can speculate. And my speculation is, I just think the Niners, because they have killed so many of those teams that they've beaten, I think maybe put some doubt into those teams' mind. And it takes them a week or two to realize, oh, shit. You know, after the game of the Niners... I live in Dallas. I listened to talk radio yesterday. All the Cowboys were like, we did not see this coming. We had one of the best weeks of practices all year, and we did nothing right. So now it's almost like in their heads, like, wait a second, are we even very good? And then that and that really wears on you. And now they got to go on the road on Monday Night Football next week against the Chargers. I'll tell you right now, the Chargers are going to be a play, and I'm going to keep track of this stat. I might be betting against the team that played the Niners the week before the rest of the season. Why wouldn't you? 1-18 says a lot. Now, if the team is a dog, then it doesn't necessarily mean, because this is just 1-18 straight up. So it works in this Cowboy favor because the Cowboys are favored to win the game. They are two-point favorites right now, two-and-a-half, two-point favorites over the Chargers. Well, if the stat is the team that plays the Niners the week after they play them, they lose – well, then the line is not going to come into play, and you just take the Chargers and you'll get the two points. And you'll even have a chance to, if the Cowboys do win, you can still win your bet. So definitely keep an eye on that. I'm going to keep an eye on it the rest of the season. But I think maybe that's it. It's just that the Niners demoralize you, and they've blown out so many teams. These teams then begin to question, well, shit, are we any good? Man, we didn't. Even, this team is so much better than us. How, how good are we? I know the I know the Cowboys are questioning themselves. I listen to all their quotes. They are already in a tizzy of what the hell just happened on Sunday night because they thought they were way better than what they showed. I told you they had 11 drives in the game, Cowboys. 11 drives. One drive ended in a field goal. One drive ended in a touchdown. And they had nine other drives that didn't last more than three plays. <laughs> I don't even know if that's... That's ever happened in the history of football before. <laughs> Holy crap. But, yeah, so let's keep an eye on this the rest of the season. All right, let's talk Major League Baseball playoffs. They continued last night, American League Divisional Series last night. The Astros go up two games to one on the Minnesota Twins. They absolutely blasted them 9-1, to one, and they are one win away from advancing to the ALCS yet again. They are the defending 
World Series champions, in case you forgot, and the Texas Rangers. <laughs> How about it, people? Texas Rangers are now going to the ALCS. The Texas Rangers won 60 games two years ago. Two. They were 60 and 102 in 2021. And now they're going to the ALCS. And I've talked about them more than any baseball team just because they're the local team here. I'm a fan, obviously, you know. I put in a bet for them to win the AL pennant at the beginning of the year. I put in a bet to them to win the World Series. So clearly I'm going to cheer for them. I'm not like a homer. I'm very well aware that I would much rather them play the Twins than the Astros, but it's still baseball. They can win. They can go four and three over a seven-game stretch against the Astros. So it's not like they can't beat them. Will it be tougher than beating the Twins? Yeah, probably. But the way they're playing right now, who wants to get in front of the Rangers? They're 5-0 and in the playoffs. They've outscored their opponents 32-12. to So I – I don't know why, you know, you can't say like, oh, wait, no way the Rangers are going to beat the, the Astros. They're defending World Series champions. Well, you're going to bet against a team that hasn't lost a playoff game yet. Go ahead. Doesn't mean they're going to. If I knew they were going to win, I'd be rich. But and maybe if they do win, I will be rich. But, uh, yeah, this is it's, – it's great to see. But as I've told you all year, I, I've talked about the Rangers, like I said, more than any other team in baseball, and they are just about as fickle as you can get. Yes, they've won five games in the playoffs and have outscored their opponents 32-12. to 12. However, this is a team that would have a six- or eight-game winning streak during the season and then turn right around and lose 10 of 12 or 16 of 20, which did happen. So it's like I, we just never know. Now the Rangers, if I'm not mistaken, the ALCS, no matter if the Astros win today or not, the ALCS doesn't start till Sunday. So now the Rangers have five days off, which is something we usually don't want when it comes to the playoffs, right? Because as I talked about, baseball is a lot about timing. And your timing gets thrown off when you don't play baseball for five days since for six months you never had more than one day off at a time outside of a rain delay or the All-Star break. So keep that in mind as we head towards the ALCS. But, man, Dallas-Fort Worth area, I'm telling you, they are pumped. Yes, there has been nothing to cheer about for Ranger baseball since 2016, but they are pumped, especially if they're going to play the Astros because these two teams and these two cities do not like each other at all. So I'm excited. They're pitching well. They might get Max Scherzer back. They might get John Gray back. Their hitting seems to be on point, but I'm worried about the five-day layoff. I don't know what's going to happen, but obviously I'll be cheering uh, for the Rangers in that series, whether it's the Astros or if the Twins can come back and win today and force a game five and, you know, win in Houston on Friday. We'll, we will see. The other one, uh, the two games that are happening, or three games happening tonight, the other two games happening tonight. We all know Houston is at 1 o'clock Central Time this afternoon against the Twins. And then we've got the two National League games going back to we've got um, the, the – uh, the lower-seeded teams, Parks, Braves and Phillies tied at one in that series are in Philadelphia, and Dodgers and Diamondbacks in Arizona, Diamondbacks, are up two games to none, and that fan base is going to be going absolutely ape shit for that series because they have a chance to knock out the Dodgers, a team in their division, and you know I've talked about this numerous times. And look, if the Dodgers come back and win, the odds are stacked against them. Even though they are the better team, 
and won way more games than the the Arizona Diamondbacks did this season, it really doesn't matter because there have been 31 instances where the road team won the first two games in a best-of-five series, and 28 of those 31 times the road team has ended up winning the series. So it's only happened three times coming back from down 0-2 in a five-game series. I mean, if a team could do it, I guess you could say it's the Dodgers. They had the third most wins in all of baseball. But, again, this is a team that seems to just absolutely lose it come postseason, and they've shown that 10 of the last 11 years. So I don't expect them to come back and beat the D-backs. Maybe they win tonight. Great. I just it, – it, they have to win three, and winning one doesn't mean anything. You can be like, well, they're only one win away from getting game five at home. Well, what if they lose game four? Then game five at home doesn't matter. So it, the stats are against them. Everything is against them. They're not hitting. It's not like they lost two games, you know, nine to eight and seven to six. They got blown out in game one. They were down nine nothing after two innings, never really mounted any sort of offense in that game, and then they fell behind 3 nothing in the first inning and never scored more than three the rest of the game. So I I'm not, I have no confidence in the Dodgers. They're going to lose this series. I'd be stunned if they didn't come back, if, if they do come back and win. I'm not expecting them to win, and honestly, I'm expecting them to get swept now. I think they have so much pressure, and those guys are hearing it. They're very well aware of what the L.A. media is saying about them, and unfortunately – they're right. 28. Just remember that. 28 out of 31 times the road team went up 2-0 in a five-game series. They ended up winning the series. You know, the Braves are 1-1 with the Phillies, and that's because they came back from a 4-0 deficit. That's not very easy to do. Clearly, that series is still up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen there. That game three is uh, today. And, you know, even the Braves – most wins in baseball, they had four guys hit 34 or more home runs in the season. No team in the history of baseball has ever done that. They got great pitching, arguably the Cy Young Award winner um, in Spencer Strider. But yet, here they go in game one, Spencer Strider, their best pitcher, he had 21 swings and misses. That's the most he's ever had in any game this year. 21 swings and misses, and yet they lose the game. The Braves hadn't been shut out since May, and they lost in game one via the shutout it's like this is what i mean it's like if you were to go into game one or you were to go into the into the braves philly series and be like wow the braves haven't been shut out since may and then it happens in game one it's like great so then what does it matter what happened that they haven't been shut out since may they just got shut out in game one and they were getting shut out through five innings in game two <laughs> you can't predict any of this stuff it makes no sense the arizona diamondbacks were the five seed and lost the last four games of the season at home to move from the five seed to the six seed, which then had them facing the Dodgers in the second round. They first had to go through the division winner in the Milwaukee Brewers, and they swept them. Then they had to go and face the Dodgers, the division winner in the NL West, and they're up 2-0 on them. Again, I've already told you about the Rangers last week of the season and the fact that they haven't lost a game now in the playoffs after going 2-5, and five the Arizona Diamondbacks are another perfect example of, I guess apparently doesn't matter how you're playing at the end of the season either because the Arizona Diamondbacks lost their last four games of the season at home and got boat raced in pretty much all of them. The Astros destroyed them in Arizona. 
and it moved them from the five seed to the six seed. It almost knocked them out of the playoffs, but they were able to hang on, get the six seed, and yet here they are after playing horrible the last four games of the season and then go on the road and sweep a division winner and go on the road and up 2-0 on the other division winner. <laughs> if you can explain it to me, you are a better person than I, and you might want to, uh, I don't know, get employed by Major League Baseball because nobody can explain this. Nobody. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the Dodgers are starting Lance Lynn tonight, and rookie Ryan Pepiot <laughs> would start game four. Those are your two pitchers that you have to rely on to save your season. Oh, no, sorry. Lynn and Pepiot are going to pitch today. They're going to basically tag team them. And then Kershaw would follow in potentially a game four. But Lance Lynn gave up 44 home runs this year, led Major League Baseball. That's who the Dodgers are relying on to save their season. And then if they happen to win game three tonight, like I said, Clayton Kershaw takes the mound for game four. Can you imagine if the Dodgers get some momentum, one-game momentum, and force a game four, and Kershaw gets thrown out there and gets lit up like a Christmas tree again? Uh, I, I would almost feel sorry for the guy at that point. But it's possible. You can't say it's not because he's just not been a good postseason pitcher his whole career. And one final thing to note, in the world of professional sports, at least the big four, NHL, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, now with the Texas Rangers going to the ALCS, do you realize that within the last two years, three of the four major sports teams from Dallas have made the Final Four? Last year in hockey, the Stars made the Final Four. They made the Western Conference Finals. The Rangers this year are now in the Final Four in the ALCS. Two years ago, the Dallas Mavericks made it to the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors. Hmm. What team is left out and hasn't made the Final Four in the last two years? That would be the Dallas Cowboys. Then again, the Dallas Cowboys have also not made the Final Four in the NFL since the 1996 season. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yes, that is 27 seasons now where, no, it's not 27 seasons since the Cowboys haven't have won a Super Bowl. It has been 27 seasons since they even made an NFC championship game. Because since their last Super Bowl win, 1995 season against the Steelers, 27-17 in Super Bowl 30. They have never made it to even an NFC championship game. It's 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 one of the more mind-boggling things in sports, to be honest with you. But it is fact. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. Pass it along to your friends. Let them know all about it. Good stuff coming up in the next couple days. We're going to be talking about these Major League Baseball playoff games. Let's see if the Twins can force a game five. Because, yes, as a Ranger fan, I'd like to see them. Play the Twins more than the Astros, but I'm fine if we have to play the Astros because I think it'll be a great, great series. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.